Welcome to this episode of Your Wellness MD Podcast. Family physician and wellness expert, Dr. Daniela Stein, has meaningful conversations that will take your health to the next level. She explores the connection between a healthy body, mind, and soul, and shares tips that will enable you to thrive. Dr. Stein has helped thousands of people have a better quality of life by improving their health with science-based knowledge, education, better nutrition, mindfulness, and lifestyle choices. Join us today, empowering you to live your best life with optimal health. Good day and welcome. I'm Dr. Daniela Stein, and I'm so excited to have Bonnie here today. Bonnie is going to tell us everything that you need to know about curing your inflammation with your diet. It's going to be incredible. This is the best episode. You're going to want to listen to this episode two or three times. Bonnie, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Daniela, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So Bonnie, you're a nutritionist. Tell me a bit about that. What is a nutritionist? Where did you get training? So I decided to study nutrition because of my own inflammation issues. So we'll get into that. Um, but really, I wanted to understand more about like why and how food can help. So uh, I'm a certified nutritionist. And so what I do is I really help people make those connections between uh, the symptoms that they want to work on and how we can fix it and resolve it through diet, uh, as well as lifestyle and some habit change as well. So I work with individuals to help them navigate what they should be um, replacing some of their foods with and also help them implement those into their routine. That's a big routine. thing. It's yeah. one thing to read a book mm-hmm. and to know about everything. It's something else. Yeah. What does yeah. that look like to me? How do you... So tell, tell mm-hmm. listeners a little bit more. How did you, because you are like living proof that you had joint inflammation and yes. you cured yourself mm-hmm. and you're such a great success story and that's why you now teaching so many other people how to do that. And our listeners can do that as well. If our listeners have joint pain, or even if your doctor told you that, oh, that x-ray looks horrible, it's the worst (laughs) x-ray he's ever seen, there are things that you can do to take control of your health into your own hands and get yourself healthier. And Bonnie is going to talk you through that. So first, Bonnie, tell me what happened to you in your life? So from my own experience, I was um, waking up really early. I was trying to do it all. I was exercising and getting, being there for my kids. I was working and I just found it was, it was a little overwhelming and too much. And I was feeling burnt out. Um, but at the same time, I was starting to feel joint pain when I would go to my yoga class and I was feeling like I couldn't really move my body the way I wanted to anymore. And you started to feel old. I started to feel old way before my time. (laughs) And so I went to the doctor, I had all my imaging done and I was, and I was told, yep, look, you've got, um, you have some joint space narrowing, you have some arthritis. Um, so that's the reason. And I said, oh, well, what can I do? And they said, oh, well, nothing. (laughs) <laughs> so you could just wait till it gets bad enough and then we'll replace your joint. And I said, oh, that doesn't sound very good. And that's horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. That is, that is why I did more training in lifestyle medicine, in functional medicine, because there are things that you can do. Right. And you didn't have a doctor like me to help you. Right. You had to figure it out yourself. So I had to so. figure it out. I used Dr. Google at good. the time. That's good. <laughs> and then uh, some of the things that I learned were that um, the diet could make a difference. So I started to make my own changes, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I was giving up gluten. I was giving up dairy. And 
I, I did feel a little better, but I didn't know why. I didn't know the mechanisms behind it. And I was really wanting to learn more. So I went back to school. I studied nutrition. And um, where did you study nutrition? At the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. You're in Toronto. Yes. Yep. So locally went into class and went back to school and really became so passionate about it. My real aha moment was when I read about inflammation and as it related to people with arthritis specifically. And uh, what I learned was that two people may have virtually the same image in an x-ray, um, but one person is feeling a lot of discomfort and pain and the other person perhaps it's just in, found incidentally. They didn't really even know they had an issue. And um, the difference between those two people's experience is the level of inflammation in the body. And I thought, I want to be that person that's mm -hmm. not feeling any pain. So how can I be that person? So I really started to dive into inflammation and how we can use diet to help resolve it. And, and that is what I did for myself. And that's and what that's I help lots of clients do. that's a big thing. That is what all our listeners mm -hmm. and YouTube watchers can really take home from this is, because I often, when I see a patient in hospital, so people who typically come to my wellness clinic are people who know that lifestyle can make them better. That's why they're coming to me. But when mm -hmm. I go to someone in hospital, I will say, um, you know what, you can just do this or do that. And they're like, no, no, I've seen my x-rays. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, your x-rays are horrible, but it doesn't really define your quality of life. Yes. And then they're like, oh, but the doctor said I'm going to need surgery in five years. But even if you do get surgery mm -hmm. in five years, some people do amazing. If mm -hmm. you do all these lifestyle things, you make sure that you exercise your muscles, that mm -hmm. your muscles are strong, yep. that your body is healthy and strong. Those patients fly through their joint replacements. Mm -hmm. They come in, they get a replacement. They don't even have to stay overnight. They go again. Yep. Whereas if your body is full of inflammation, it takes such a long time to heal. Your muscles are not strong. Those are the people that really get complications after they stay in bed for long times. So They may not even feel as much better that, yes, as they had hoped, yes, really. Yes, that's what we often see. Mm -hmm. Then people will say, I had my joint replaced, but I'm still having these aches and pains. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Because the aches and pains are coming from the inflammation. inflammation. So you're right. It doesn't necessarily mean that a joint replacement can be prevented, But your whole experience, um, both before and after, will be much, much better with reduced inflammation. So what is inflammation? So inflammation, there's a couple of types. So we might be familiar with uh, acute inflammation when we injure ourselves. We get, um, let's say we sprain our ankle, we get it's swelling, it's hot, it hurts. Um, that would be acute inflammation. And that's not the pro problematic kind of inflammation we're talking about. We're talking more about chronic inflammation that typically silent other than perhaps some of these very uh, small symptoms that your body is speaking to you with with pain um, but it can be completely silent and you don't even know you have it going on and this is systemic inflammation that's going on inside your body that you can't see and can't necessarily feel yes mm -hmm. and sometimes people do see little bits they might yes. have a little bit more allergies or right. they might have a little bit more easily sinus congestion or they might yes. have a bit of brain fog or a little mm -hmm. bit difficult concentrating i feel concentration is often a big thing but yes. it's such subtle signs that people don't put two and two together it's only once mm -hmm. maybe like this mm -hmm. had significant joint pain come to yep. you go on an anti-inflammatory diet get rid of all the inflammation and then 
afterwards they're like what my sinus problems are gone my my brain fog is gone I have laser sharp focus and then they only realize that it's through diet so tell me how do how do you manage inflammation through diet so definitely we want to be pulling out the inflammatory foods these and then adding in the anti-inflammatory foods and you're right when we start to make changes what I often will do is make a list of all the symptoms someone is coming in with Because so often when we make changes to the diet, we can start to tick off all the symptoms that feel better, which is amazing and very motivating to keep going. Uh, But specifically in terms of diet, we want the, the inflammatory type foods are going to be processed sugars, processed flour type foods, and processed fats. So what's examples of that? So yeah, great. Um, So, so sugars, we probably know are candies, cookies, cakes, things like that are going to be sugary type foods. Flour type foods will be our bagels, our um, breads, pastas, wraps, things like that. And then our processed fats will be deep fried foods, chips, um, and even hot dogs and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. So for Those people to go on this anti-inflammatory diet so you're taking away but then the bigger thing is to really to put back the good things yes but then when you're taking away does it mean that people cannot have hot dogs ever again oh definitely a one-off of of any of those things is not going to be harmful so it's not an all or nothing mindset you can still go to a birthday party go to your colleague's 50th and have a slice of cake the bigger thing is really what we're doing at home with that constant, constant. It's what you're doing 90% of the time when you're at home. Um, and, and when, and when you do do that, you might actually notice you don't feel as well when, when you veer off and have the piece of cake. I actually, um, had one of my kids actually went to a birthday party and we don't, we weren't having at this point, I'd made a lot of changes in our house. So we weren't having a lot of sugar at all or any of these types of foods in our home. But at the same time, I, I wasn't preventing them from eating it whenever they wanted. They were at a birthday party and uh, one of my kids came home and said, Oh, I really don't feel well. I said, I thought, I think it's probably the pizza and the cake. And, and there's nothing like, experiencing mm. that for yourself mm. um and just mom telling me not to right. eat this and eat that yes but, but it goes for, sure. for us as well yeah. so even yeah. for my clients when they really cleaned up their diet and they're feeling great and then they decide they're going to go off and they don't feel well they really start to associate the unwell feeling with the food they ate and then the desire to eat it is much more diminished and they'll eat it less and less often okay mm-hmm. so we, we want to avoid these foods and then also foods that have toxins in them so a lot of our foods Mm. are really processed foods all the food processing chemicals and additives and preservatives those are all things that are inflammatory for sure to look out for and to be aware because quite a lot of people are not aware of that so just look at the list of things that's on your food products and if there are things with little stars and little numbers those are not really healthy foods right these Mm. are the additives and it might even, if you look up those additives, I found that sometimes we have additives in our food that is illegal and banned in other European countries. So you might want to have a look at the list of things on your foods that you eat. Find yourself an app that you can easily scan your food with. You can look at my website. There is a Balance Your Hormones Guide where we talk about all this different um chemicals that you're really the most important ones to try to avoid you can look at the environmental working group ewg.org on their website which things you must really avoid 
Yeah. So mm. then once we avoid all these herbicides, pesticides, yeah. additives, <clears throat> then we must add good things. Yes. To reduce inflammation. And in fact, this is one area that maybe you really want to focus on more is really what you're going to add mm -hmm. in and how much of these types of foods you want to have in a day. So number one will be hydrating. We want to make sure that we're drinking enough water, about, I'm about say approximately the eight cups a day that's recommended. Um, there's no magic behind that number exactly. You might need more if you're exercising a lot or sweating a lot or it's hot out. Um, uh, but hydrating for sure is one, one big one. Um, and then and all the veggies are, are so nutrient dense. I actually recommend that you aim for six cups a day. And I break that down. I, I will help my clients break that down and figure out, well, how it just sounds like a lot, right? For some people, especially if you're not getting close to that yet. And I'll break it down and say, well, about two cups of the dark leafy greens, two cups of cruciferous veggies, and then two cups of colorful veggies. What are cruciferous veggies? So Just cruciferous are, they're so great for our liver health and our detoxification. Um, they're going to be our Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, kohlrabi, arugula. Um, those are some good examples. And then with the leafy ones, the ones mm -hmm. would typically be more like um, maybe kale yeah. or spinach. spinach are yeah, ones. those are good ones. So you can put those ones in smoothies sometimes. Which is very have... helpful mm -hmm. because that's what I find with a lot of yeah. people. So six cups are ideal. Everyone should. For some people, mm -hmm. when we have them on a wild diet, an autoimmune kind of diet, mm -hmm. they will go up nine, 12 cups. Yes, it's you can possible. have more. You can have more. That's for sure. But, but people often tell me that like seriously, veggies for breakfast, I find those are very helpful, the kale and mm -hmm. the baby spinach leaves. So for spinach, yeah. you want to use a clean one because spinach quite often have pesticides on them. Mm -hmm. So that's one product that you might want to buy organic. Yeah. So even if even though it is expensive yeah. and you can't buy all your products organic, you can really look on that EWG um, working list. They have, they call it a dirty, a dirty dozen. dozen. Yes, yeah, some products that are really known for having pesticides on them. And because the spinach leaves can really absorb those pesticides, the strawberries can absorb it. Mm -hmm. it. It does more harm than good, really, at that point. So, but yes, that's very helpful because you can get this whack load of smoothies. And you can see on my Insta, I often yes. post when I have smoothies, you can get quite a lot of spinach leaves. And what I do with my kale is after I washed it and chopped it up, mm -hmm. I freeze it. Oh, that's a good idea. Because mm -hmm. frozen kale, if you put that into a smoothie, it just kind it of blends a little up better. easier. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can also so put it in with eggs too. So both of those veggies, when they're heated, they, they really shrink down and you yes. can get a lot more than you realize. And so if you're having eggs, you can toss a little bit of that in with those veggies and yes. eggs too. I like that. So mm -hmm. when I cook with my kids, especially my son, if he makes like a lovely spinach uh, a lovely pasta dish i'll say oh let's just add a little bit of green at the yeah. end and i'll put like and he's like no what are you doing to my food because i'm just <laughs> adding spinach but then as, as you heat it and as you stir it it just becomes very really little exactly it's <laughs> very small yeah. okay so you said first to avoid inflammatory foods yep. then to add anti-inflammatory foods and you start yep. doing that by nine cups of six cups of veggies six cups of veggies is really important and anytime you can add some other real anti-inflammatory foods like turmeric that has our curcumin in it um, ginger um, garlic these are all things that really onion. help to reduce inflammation garlic and onion you can add that to so many dishes yes so mm. that is also something new i learned so i used to be just very I have three kids, so, and I work full time, so I used to be very quick on making dinner. It was just things that are quick, quick. Yeah. So I didn't spend too much time on herbs and spices until I did more training 
um, in functional medicine. And I really understand how what nutrition and antioxidants and how powerful a lot of these herbs are. So my herb collection has now, and my spice rack is now a little bit gotten bigger, where I add all these things because all of that add nutrition to your food, sure. you know, and make yeah. it more healthy for your family. So that is quite mm-hmm. something. So to add, mm-hmm. so we don't just want to take away. We want to add, add. We add with spices. We add and herbs. We add mm-hmm. with um, veggies and yeah. then also healthy fats. Healthy fats. So we're going to want to have whole food fats um, are from our fatty fish, like salmon, as an example, or from our nuts and seeds, um, our coconut, our olives. Uh, avocado, anytime we can get our fats in whole foods, it's going to be um, a much more anti-inflammatory form for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is, mm-hmm. so when do people come to you? Why would people want to go on this diet? You know, what types of inflammation does people come to you? So um, when people are feeling inflammation, they may be actually feeling it in their joints, um, but other little signs of inflammation is fatigue, um, sinus issues, like you mentioned, that's a, that's a, an immune response. So, um, digestive issues, we may have gut inflammation. So that's a big one, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. people will tell you, oh, I can't eat all these veggies and beans because of my gut. Right. But now we first have to fix your gut. That's exactly yes. it. So, so gut issues. there's, it's a balance, right? You can't just start necessarily loading, uh, loading up on the veggies if you can't tolerate it yet. So, I'll often start um, recommending more cooked than raw because that's easier on the digestive system while we're healing and rebalancing mm-hmm. the gut and making sure we're getting some fiber but not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and while, once the system is stronger, now you can tolerate more and more of those things. Yes. Yeah. And then also, so when we're going through those steps, there is, oh, and there's very interesting. Have you ever heard about the Walls pro- Protocol? Yes. From, yes. So that's quite Terry interesting. Yes. yes. So I've had patients who came to me and said um, they used to have horrible trigeminal neuralgia where you have chronic inflammation of mm-hmm. a nerve in your face. Mm-hmm. And that, and as a physician, it's very hard to manage that. We can give you anti-seizure medication, but we mm-hmm. don't have antidepressants, but we don't have a cure for that. Right. And I've had patients who completely cured that by going onto the Waltz protocol. Mm-hmm. And then I've had people who tell me a patient with significant multiple sclerosis who really turned her symptoms around. She told me she was on the Waltz protocol. Then I had a patient with... I've had patients as a family physician who's told me about it. So I just quickly Googled, saw what it was about, saw that mm-hmm. it's a paleo diet. And I said, oh, well, good for you. You know, anyone will do better on a paleo mm-hmm. diet. For sure. But it's only once I started my wellness clinic that I've had someone come to me who had psoriatic arthritis and severe debilitating significant psoriasis the whole body and then the arthritis the joint pain yes and then ask can i help them going on to the swells protocol so then i really read that book i read through all the science i looked at all the research behind that and it's quite fascinating so dr terry wells had multiple sclerosis 15 mm-hmm. 20 years ago she was a very good internal medicine doctor so she read up she was a vegetarian at the time so she read up everything she could how to heal her body. And that's where she really read that you need from meat, you know, Mm -hmm. those things that we don't even eat anymore, parts of animals in their joints to get your collagen and all Mm -hmm. those bone broth nutrients. She implemented all these things in her life and it's lifestyle, not just food lifestyle, made a miraculous cure. Mm -hmm. But in medicine, what we do is we don't just go case by case. If we see something good, we have to test it onto hundreds Mm -hmm. of people. So she got a lot of grants and she really understood that, the research part. 
So she got grants, she got funding, and this has been now more than 15 years where they've really been studying that. On, and you can follow her on social media, look at her website. It's really phenomenal, the, the work that she's done, where they now research it on thousands of people. And they saw the incredible benefit that people can get from nutrition alone, yeah. well, and the whole lifestyle part for autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. So there's been a whole body of research that's been done. So even if you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease 10, 15 years ago, and you thought that your medication was the only answer, now there's a wealth of research showing that what you eat can be a game changer for your health, for your nutrition. And I've had mm-hmm. incredible mm-hmm. success with my patients at the wellness clinic when we put them on these diets, anti-inflammatory diet, where you can literally change your autoimmune disease around completely. It's not that it's a life sentence that you have to have it. You can significantly change your symptoms around. Absolutely. And and it's so related. Everything is related. So it's so fascinating um, that when when you're mentioning healing autoimmune, it's not just MS, but all autoimmune conditions like the psoriatic arthritis, Hashimoto's, some other things um, that people have uh, that I've worked with have been struggling with, um, and it's very um, much easier to manage with the anti-inflammatory diet. And part of it comes from the fact that we are also rebalancing the gut health as well, because yes. that's often where the root of the autoimmune has come. So from. tell us about that. How does the gut? What does the gut have to do with inflammation? Absolutely. So when there's imbalances in our in our gut. Uh, whether a microbiome imbalance or a particular infection or overgrowth, um, it can create gut inflammation. And sometimes those, um, the gut becomes uh, hyperpermeable. And then that is the, that's a situation where um, different particles or bacteria can gain access to our body systemically and create issues elsewhere. And, and it depends on our own genetic predispositions where that's going to show up for us. So that's why it shows up slightly differently and a slightly different autoimmune issue in different people. Different people. Yeah. And that is really part yeah. of the reason why I really got into this functional medicine to such a big degree. Because in the hospital, people will have significant gut symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I can see they have because I'll test their vitamin D levels. It won't be good enough. I'll test mm-hmm. their magnesium, everything will be deficient. Even mm. if they take a vitamin D supplement, they're not absorbing it because mm. they have leaky gut. Mm-hmm. So they come into a hospital, they get a gastroscopy, normal, get a colonoscopy, normal, and then get sent home. And they tell me they don't want to leave this hospital before they have answers. Mm-hmm. And I'm, But while well, your gastroenterologist said it's normal. So then I really realized that for us as doctors in hospital, we often look for cancer. If there's no cancer, we say it's normal, go home. Mm-hmm. But there's all, it's a whole spectrum of things that you can still have. So great that you don't have cancer. Right. Great that you're not on this end of the spectrum. But there's still a spectrum of bloating, of mm-hmm. having discomfort every time after you had a bowel movement, yeah. having this, you know, a, a whole spectrum of illness, of inflammation, of sickness that you can have mm-hmm. outside of an abnormal colonoscopy. So That's get your right. colonoscopy, make right. sure that there's no cancer. Yeah. But then once the doctor told you there's nothing wrong, it doesn't mean that there's nothing, nothing wrong. It just means, thank God, you don't have ulcerative colitis, you don't have Crohn's and you don't mm-hmm. have cancer because mm-hmm. those are the big three things we look for. Mm-hmm. But for all the in-between things are things that you can make better. You can really take control of your own health with your diet, by feeding your gut, Mm -hmm. by healing your gut. So when you work with someone, you start by Mm -hmm. healing that gut, avoiding the toxins, we said, and then to heal the gut. How do we do that? Absolutely. So 
this is often when I do start working with someone is they've been through the testing and um, they have eliminated the possibility of all the other things that you mentioned. And they're, often they'll be told, well, you have IBS because that really just means you don't have any of those other things. Um, so then we can, we can work together because we know it's a functional issue. It's, it's, uh, it's about healing the gut. So we start with testing and to see where, where the issue is. Because what testing do you do? So I do use a stool test, um, and it's something you can do at home and send your sample back into the lab and we get the results and it will show us is your, uh, do you have a parasite or pathogen or do you have a fungal overgrowth or a microbiome imbalance or do you have a sensitivity to gluten or do you have low digestive enzyme output or, or poor bowel flow? Um, because that's a lot of different things. Yes. Uh, so we don't want to give you... So it's not one solution yeah. for everyone, right? So right. Have, yes. It might look differently. So yes. the recommendations are based on, on what's actually going on because we can't, we can't see that. So that's how testing can be really helpful. And then we know this person needs enzymes uh, and the, another person needs probiotics. And you don't want to necessarily waste your time and money, money on something you don't need. Yes, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. So that's a big thing. So when you work with people with inflammation, you first heal the gut. Yes. You first taste to see what is irritating the gut. Mm-hmm. And there can be many things. We talk about leaky gut, so chemicals from your food mm-hmm. that can do it. Yeah. If you've been on antibiotics, the antibiotics kill off the bacteria that causes strep throat. Yeah. But it also kills off all the good bacteria that you need in your gut. To, mm-hmm. And we have so much. We have like trillions of bacteria in our gut. That's mm-hmm. why we call it a microbiome because yeah. it's like a whole world full of bacteria. Yes. And that bacteria lives there, help to make your happy hormone. It helps you to secrete serotonin, which mm-hmm. really controls your mood. Mm-hmm. And that's been well researched where they look mm-hmm. at people. They've even seen when they look at stool cultures that people who are overweight, their stool cultures are different than people yeah. who are at a healthy weight. So people who are depressed, their stool cultures are different. So really a lot is happening in our gut. Our immune system is greatly influenced by our gut. Yes. So first of all, you want to stop harmful things then you want to heal the gut then once your gut is healed you want to increase your nutrient rich foods exactly all your veggies all your healthy oils mm-hmm. and then what do you do next with someone so i often refer to the process as like say the five r's we want to remove the things that are causing the issue and that's where testing can be really helpful we want to replace what you may be missing and that may be the enzymes or the probiotics uh, we'll perhaps want to repair and there's some um, sometimes herbal things that you can help to take to soothe gut inflammation and repair um, and rebalance and um, and that often is the lifestyle factors so it may be um, that some diet uh, some foods you're eating are causing your inflammation it might be that it's stress yeah so stress is a big um, one big can one, you right? pause a little bit on mm-hmm. yeah and tell us how does stress influence your inflammatory disease or your i know it's, disease? it sounds crazy right but um but our stress does create inflammation in the body it can it change our microbiome and um and when we have elevated stress uh we often start with um with the adrenaline that's like the first thing that comes out in our stress response right and then and that's good your mm-hmm. adrenaline right. helps you to run fast yeah. to work fast it helps you to have laser focus right so you have a presentation to do yes your adrenaline comes out um but then the idea is then when the presentation is over uh it it, it calms back down and so 
uh, acute levels of stress like that are not problematic. It's when the stress is ongoing. It's our to-do lists, our emails, um, everything that our kids need and our, um, or our, or our aging parents need or all the demands in and our things life. Things that are happening in the news. Right, right. That, that social yes. stressor continuously mm-hmm. telling your body that you're mm-hmm. in a war situation, a war situation, right. and your body doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily realize the war is in a different spot. You're mm-hmm. feeling empathy for those people, so your yeah. body is thinking that you're in the situation. Right, the news. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, so what happens after the adrenaline is that cortisol comes out um, because adrenaline is in, adrenaline is inflammatory and which is not problematic when it's short lived, um, but it is problematic when we don't turn the stress response off. Um, cortisol comes out to help with that, but over time, um, our body starts to downregulate cortisol because we, it, you know, in a way, we're not really listening to it anymore. More, uh, I refer to it as being cortisol resistant in a way yes. that our body then starts to say we need to shut this down, and now we can't turn that inflammatory response off anymore, and that's where inflammation starts to yes. really um, eat away uh, out of the body. So that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah. So on the one hand, inflammation is very hard on your body. But then on the other hand, there is good things. There are things that you can do through mm-hmm. diet. Yes. Through healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's where movement really comes in, exercise. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of exercise. Because every time when you go for a run, your body uses up adrenaline and cortisol. Mm-hmm. Everything that you secrete when you scroll down social media, when you read your work emails, when your kids are stressing you out, all that adrenaline and cortisol yes. that your body's secreting, when you do go for a run, but it must be a form of exercise where you break out in a bit of a sweat, then your body uses mm-hmm. all that adrenaline and cortisol and it helps to secrete endorphins, okay. your feel-happy hormone. That yes. really helps to calm you. It puts you in a better mind's place mm-hmm. so that you're more present, more able. And there's quite a lot of research that has shown that the positive effect that exercise has on autoimmune diseases and on reducing mm-hmm. inflammation. Absolutely. So movement is a really key part of uh, of healing your inflammation as well. Staying staying moving um, and and triggering those happy hormones like the endorphins through movement, um, oxytocin through a hug with someone yes. is another one. Uh, repairing our gut health to help support our body's production of serotonin. Um, even even little things that help. Well, with dopamine is sort of checking things off a to-do list. There's little things you can do to get a dopamine hit as well. Um, so any little lifestyle things that we can do to feel better. Yes, and that's big. Mm-hmm. So some of my clients um, really have work on saunas, different things, saunas to help you get rid of your toxins and then cold water therapy yes. to get that dopamine release. Oh, yeah. And we, we live next to Lake Ontario, which is ridiculously cold. And I love swimming there, but more over summer, July, mm-hmm. August, September, the water is nice. But then some of my friends would go every day throughout the winter. Oh, that's they'll amazing. They'll go and they'll just immerse just to get that health benefits from mm-hmm. that cold water immersion. You you can see, you see it on social media, a lot of people dunking themselves yes. in the very cold water. And cold water therapy is great. It's something I use actually regularly. Um, when I turn the shower on, I just that's get in smart. quickly before it warms up and... That's part of my cold water therapy. Good. That's good. So my dad always used to take a cold shower. Mm-hmm. And I used to, we just would think he's weird. But <laughs> now that I'm reading through all the research, and as an athlete, we usually, after we would run a marathon in South Africa, they would have this ice bath. That's mm-hmm. a blow-up um, pool full of ice. And then so after you've run your marathon, you can go just soak your legs and you can get yes. into that with your whole body into the ice bath. Yeah. 
But now that I'm understanding all the research, it really helps reduce that inflammation in your muscles. My dad did so well by by having a cold shower. Good for him. And yes, there are so many things that he taught us that we just thought, oh, he was so weird. But things like, you know, not eating sugar and not eating unhealthy mm. carbs. My dad yeah. always had such a, you know, he was a little bit before his time, right. always doing all these things. Yeah. And now that I have all the science behind it, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> we yes. should all... He was right. He was right. Look at that. He was right. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time, Bonnie. This is very insightful. If our readers... Or listeners, watchers want to find out more. I'm going to put Bonnie's link below. Bonnie works with clients one of one, one on one to help completely turn your inflammation around. Even if you've had inflammation for years, mm-hmm. you can come to Bonnie and she can work out an individualized diet for you to really turn your inflammation around, to get to the root cause. Mm-hmm. You know, it will really save you so much time and money if you just find the root cause of your inflammation. If you can turn that around, you're going to feel younger. You are going to be younger. You'll see if you have a watch that tells you your fitness age and your physical age, you'll notice Mm -hmm. that after you work through this program of turning around your stress, increasing movement, sleeping better, turning your nutrition around, having less inflammation, how your watch will really start telling you after six months, oh, that your age now is younger than your biological age. You can do it. You can live longer. You can be stronger, healthier, have less illness. You really are what you eat and the links are below, things that you can do. I also have a guide below how to balance your hormones naturally. That's free that you can download from my website. Thank you so much for listening and for watching and thank you, Bonnie, for your time. Thanks, Daniela, for having me here. It's been a pleasure. Take care.